Take Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number <laughs> twelve hundred. Hey! Whoa! Wow! November 29th, twenty ninth, twenty twenty three. Sixty two degrees. We reached on this day in nineteen ninety eight. And when we were in the first week of our shows, it was 25 below on this day in 1875. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushir. Uh, Joe from Egan writes, congratulations on show number 1200 happening coincidentally on November 29, which is the 40th birthday of my son, Mike Schneider, known as Schneids. Is he sneaking in a happy birthday? Now, I know you and the dummies don't do birthdays, but if you did... And I'm only reading this for this last line. Okay. He probably won't hear it because he doesn't have his radio on the right station. But <laughs> Joe, uh, okay. here's here's the deal. Yeah. What do you got? It's a podcast. Mm-hmm. You don't. You're not going to find it on a radio dial. But it's better than radio because you can listen yeah. to it anytime you want. Y'all can pause. And you can pause. It. Yeah. That well, was... him being a podcast listener, I think he might already know that do you think he was casting that was well, i think that was an attempt at humor yeah, yeah because and he was, was yeah and the reference was his son might be a, a little bit of a, a lefty maybe i'm going to read one more item on the state flag and then we won't talk about the meaningless state flag today but john nelson uh, writes a thoughtful email uh, Mayor, you and the boys have been getting it just right in your discussion of the proposed change of the Minnesota state flag. I have been surprised by the number of people who are ambivalent about this change. The state emblems redesign commission and the legislation that supports it are so clearly biased upon ideologies that previously found a home only in academia, but they have now crept into public policy. They are an attempt to wipe out any semblance of state heritage, replacing it with nothing of substance or seriousness. Is this state really only a collection of lakes and natural resources that can be summed up by a few banal colors? Is it banal or banal? It's banal. Colors and a vague allusion to the North Star. Think of the men of the 1st Minnesota Regiment who stood in the gap at Gettysburg attempting to rally around this flag. These men understood that they were part of something deeper and more significant. Those pushing for the flag redesign have no concept of the past or how this state fits into the traditions of the West. The flags themselves stand for nothing, but the ideology pushing the change is harmful. Adopting a new flag would accept the assumptions that Minnesota history is a racist story of the colonizer and the oppressed. It's true that the new flag itself will not impact the daily lives of Minnesotans, but if it is left to stand without pushback, the same flawed reasoning that led to the Redesign Commission will be used to push changes on issues that will have farther-reaching effects. The America-hating, self-loathing ideology is corrosive, and it should be contained when and where it can be before it eats away everything. 
The, real, the reality is flags are meaningful. They show what a people view to be important and stand for something that others can rally behind. This redesigned commission is as clear a manifestation of the mystery as we have seen. It is an attempt to bring about something that we do not recognize and cannot support. Keep pushing back, John. Isn't that right? Thank you, sir. Thank you. I prefer banal. <laughs> what did I say? Or banal. Banal. I'm going banal. But that's the Cana- French-Canadian version. <laughs> you're into here, banal? Here in the States, I, I prefer banal. The Merriam-Webster says banal. Oh, it does. Okay. Banal. Yeah. But what about just banal? Banal? Is it that one of the options? What does that mean? It is. It says there are three options, Kenny, and that is one of them. Well, yeah. well, is, is that's banal? the way I always that's figured. usually the third option, yes, as they say. <laughs> Could you say, is banal one of them? Uh, yes, it oh, is. Then I'm uh, going Joe. banal. Depends on who In you're fact, is banal number one? Unless um, you hear, that's not it. <laughs> Then you better choose a different one. Right. Choose wisely. Let's get, let's get something out of the way right away. I, I really, with the flag, I really hope that there's some roadblock where somebody comes to their senses and says, nope. this is BS. Nope. 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 No, we don't stand a chance That's... to introduce reason or rationale. We just don't stand a chance. Gotta... Well, you know why, Matt? Why? We're outnumbered. Are we? We're out. Um, voiced. We're outvoted. Outvoiced, outvoted. I was alerted to this by Howard, a longtime emailer, and uh, he writes, it's a shocking development. It turns out that Senator Tina Smith has been added to the list of deeply corrupt politicians. She's on the Senate Committee for Health. She recently bought $250,000 worth of stock in tactile systems. And just two two weeks after her investment, Tactile systems gained more than 19%, according to Quiver Quantitative. Oh, wow. Okay, so I dug in here. Let's read this. Tina Smith was what? Mark Dayton's lieutenant governor. She became senator when Franken stepped down, and then she's defeated a couple of opponents, or one opponent, two. Uh, She's been a lifelong... Well, she was in the private sector for some time, uh, then gravitated towards... The government work and uh, was long affiliated, has long been affiliated with the DFL. I I find her a non-factor only in the sense that she just doesn't come up much, does she? Tina Smith. I don't know Tina Smith from a bale of hay. I've seen her twice at the airport. Yeah. Um, But I've never seen her politically doing anything. But here's from Finbold News. News, stocks, cryptocurrencies, ETFs, and reviews guides. U.S. Senator makes the most suspicious congressional stock trade in months. Recently, congressional stock trading has faced heightened scrutiny, fueled by concerns over potential conflicts of interest and the unfair advantage that lawmakers may wield in financial markets. We're talking about our own Tina Smith now. Right. The spotlight on this issue intensified when U.S. Senators introduced the Banned Congressional Stock Trading Act, a proposed legislation aiming to mandate members of Congress, their spouses, and dependent children to either place their stocks in a blind trust or divest their holdings. When the, while the act is yet to be approved, 
issues associated with congressional stock trading continue. On Monday, November 20, uh, what's the date today? Today's the 20... 29th. So 29th. Was, it a, was it a week ago, Monday? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. On Monday, November 20, one U.S. senator made a particularly questionable trade, drawing significant public attention. And it is, it's interesting to note that it did not draw any public attention here. Uh, I'm unaware of this appearing in the Star Tribune or Pioneer Press. Show Tina's our girl. We're not going to say anything bad about her or her husband, Archie. The trade uh, on November 8, Senator Tina Smith invested $250,000 in shares of Tactile Systems Technology on the NASDAQ, that's TCMD, a company that makes medical devices for treating lymphedema and chronic swelling and healing of venous ulcers. Tactile Systems is a small health care stock, and Senator Smith sits on the Senate Committees on Health. The company is based in Senator's home state of Minnesota and has received millions of dollars worth of government contracts so far, even though it is a small company with a market cap of less than $300 million. In just two weeks after Smith's investment, Tactile uh, TCMD gained more than 19%, according to Quiver Quantitative. It's one hell of a return. Mm-hmm. And Quiver Quantitative tweeted, this is the most suspicious congressional stock trade I've seen in months. Senator Tina Smith bought up to 250 k of stock in Tactile Systems Technology, a tiny company. Uh, the popular... Uh, Twitter account of Quiver Quantitative, which regularly tracks stock market moves by U.S. representatives, said this is the most suspicious congressional stock trade I've seen in months. Historically, TCMD has been a volatile stock, Quiver noted, and this surge is its biggest two-week increase in months. That's about 47500 Congress betting against the U.S. economy. The revelation of Smith's fishy investment in TCMD comes amid a fascinating period when it comes to congressional stock trading. Namely, U.S. representatives have been taking a notably bearish stance on the domestic economy and the stock market. In 2023, approximately 64% of their total trading volumes were attributed to sales. This marks a departure from historical norms where the percentage of trading volume from sales by Congress members ranged between 44% and 56%. The recent trend suggests a noteworthy shift in the trading behavior of U.S. politicians towards a more pessimistic outlook in recent months. Uh, disclaimer, the content on this site should not be considered investment advice. Investing investing is speculative. Joe, I'm seeing um, vastly different numbers from what you're reading. Um, number one, um, the number one thing I'm seeing is that Archie, her husband, bought this, not All right. her. All right. Uh, that she purchased between 100000 and 250000 You mean Archie did? Uh, Archie did on November 8th. Yep. On that day, the uh, the stock opened at nine ninety nine. It closed at ten. At close of business, okay. Uh, wait a minute. Since the purchase of this stock, it has increased by forty percent. Mm-hmm. At close Tuesday, its price was valued at fourteen oh one per share. 
As a result, Archie could have made anywhere from 40000 to 100000 since the stock trade. What I'm not finding anywhere is what is the reason for the sudden rise in this stock? Did you see that anywhere? No, but here, let's let's break it down. All right. Uh, to, to suggest that Tina Smith is corrupt, you would have to be able to demonstrate, I would think, that actions in her Senate committee had some bearing on the success of this stock. And I'll, I'll bet you $1,000 she'd be able to defend herself and say that's not the case. In the past, she has said she has nothing to do with their stock purchasing. It's all Archie. That was in the past before well, this. You know, Pelosi says that about her husband. Right. Um, because she has been asked in the past. And I, I, I would suspect that it would be unlikely to find something so boldly obvious as Tina Smith uh, steering uh, prospective medical clients to purchase whatever TCMD sells to cure venous ulcers and whatever else they mm -hmm. uh, claim to cure. Right. So what, what are you stuck with here? Well, she just must be incredibly lucky. Sorry, Archie just must be incredibly right. lucky then. Well, what you're stuck with is a uh, is a uh, is a uh, a Pandora's box. You can't solve it. The third rail would be able to come back. At, I, I even thought about we should call Tina Smith's office today. <laughs> and, hold on, hold on, hold on. And for That's two true. reasons. Well, one, right. she one she wouldn't talk to us, and two, if she did talk to us, we'd be swamped under the word salad that would allow her to claim, uh, and in her mind with justification, that she doesn't know what we're talking about. That's, that's Archie did this. Right. And, uh, okay, all, all the public can do, all of us, what, what us minions are left with is just thinking that certainly appears to be suspicious. But that's as far as we can go. And if anybody knows suspicious stock trading, it's uh, it's you and Patrick. Because well, of we've course. had some investing is easy. Now's the time to invest. Invest now. Time now for Joe and Pat's piping hot stock take. Well, this, this oh, sounds like it's one of those two dollar stocks that got lucky in the last month. And maybe it'll go back uh, well, to being a $2 stock. She is on the U.S. Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. Right. They have jurisdiction over all U.S. Senate legislation and matters relating to biomedical research and development. Huh. The, the only way to take care of this, no congresspeople should be allowed or their families right. to trade. There's a great story in September of last year, 97 members of Congress trading in companies that were influenced by committees they were on. Dear and God. it breaks down every senator, including Tina Smith, mm -hmm. who and, uh, were on committees that... Uh, yeah, and she used the same excuse Kenny brought up before. Well, I don't... Uh, we, we're separate. Our, our John, to make it extra shady and confusing, there's a bipartisan push to get rid of this. Yeah. If there is... Then why don't they do it? How come it hasn't happened? Give me exactly. a break. Give me a break. Well, here's another good way to look at this. Wouldn't it be interesting to know how many people in Tina Smith's third rail have purchased stocks in EV manufacturing? And I'll bet you very few have. 
that's you know what that's where we should go with this whole climate change mm-hmm. and EV discussion. Tina, that's ex- is Archie that's- buying a quarter of a million dollars worth of stock in uh, uh, electric vehicle manufacturers? Are they buying stock in Tesla, Rivian? Whatever are they doing that? I wonder. I'd love to know that because the auto di- the auto manufacturers have now officially sent a letter to Biden saying, "Back off, we're done. We can't. We're not. This is ridiculous. That people guy, aren't buying these damn. You things. know, he threw that away. Yeah. He probably didn't even see it. So U.S. senators are required to make regular financial disclosures, according to Smith's annual report for last year. Her and her husband possess assets that are cumulatively valued between four. And eight million. That's a big, vast range, isn't, isn't yeah, it? I don't, I don't know what Archie does, by the so, way. So listen to this, though. He's an independent and investor. Oh. This is why this is so shady. Public disclosure reports filed by members of the U.S. Senate do not include exact figures regarding assets and stock trades. Instead, these reports indicate whether an asset or stock trade is within a certain dollar range. So they don't even, four to eight million. So it's either four million or double that. They don't even have to tell us how much. It's just in the range of. And and then also. So shady. Do you think Tina Smith feels any compulsion whatsoever to address the citizens of Minnesota about no, this? No, no, no. Tight-lipped. It'll be completely no. tight-lipped. No. Well, unless someone like Tom Hauser gets on it. Third rail, Joe. Third rail. You can't, she can't defend this. Well, but but see, that's the interesting part. What? She will. She could. She could yeah. defend it with with gobbledygook that would leave us leave our heads spinning, because her defense of it would be would make no sense to a GLer. Her we want black and white, we want we want clarity, mm-hmm. and and they've arranged a life for themselves that is so full of redundancies and uh, and loopholes that we we would be hard pressed to keep up with it <clears throat> and they they're increasingly losing sight of the rest of us we become smaller and smaller smaller citizens the bigger and bigger the government gets uh, new york times made note of uh Three of uh, Smith's husband's stock trades as potential conflicts just last year. Here's the quote you've been looking for. This is coming right from Tina's mouth. I do not know about and have absolutely no role in any of this, in any of his investment decisions. Uh, we don't know that. Yeah, that is a, a yes, common Jeff. excuse. I've, I've gone the same article Kenny's looking at. There's 97 uh, senators and reps. Right. And every one of them either doesn't respond to comment or says, well, well, an investment advisor does all this for us. We have nothing to do with it. Or my spouse does yes. it. I have nothing to do with it. Every There's one of them. Every, one simple answer. Joe already brought it up. Stop this entirely. Yep. You can't, you, exactly. You're not allowed to entirely. do this. Yep. Nope. There is another one, too. Uh, Scott must be a town council member. He says, Joe, a better question might be how many other people in the Tina Smith orbit of friends also did the same thing? That'd be wonderful to know that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I'm would just prove it. I'm unprepared to call Tina Smith a liar. I don't know Tina Smith. Uh, I don't know that. I no, she's an opportunist. She's covered her ass too well to call her a liar. Yeah. But it's shady. Come on. 
At the very least, yes, this is heavily shaded. This is shady. Slim shady. Yeah. This is shady. That's how I'm doing it. Please stand up. A company that (laughs) I've never heard of the company before today. No. I didn't know it was in Minnesota. I didn't know it was getting getting millions of dollars of government subsidies. I didn't know their stock existed because I don't follow NASDAQ, and that's where this stock is. And all of a sudden, old Archibald, he came into some pocket change here. What luck. Yeah. I couldn't believe my luck. Now, it would be also interesting to know if if Archie has sold it. Did he take his profit and run? And I guess we're not entitled to know that. Right. I, I guess Archie would say, uh, your beeswax. it's none of my business. However, is it if it points to there could be chicanery? Then it is our business. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't know. It's just amazing uh, what we... What we what we find, it's like we're behind a glass wall, and and they're on the other side in this playland, and they're they're existing and and having their life, and with each passing day, we, we see their life improve. But here on our side of the glass wall, things either stay the same or get worse. Right. It's. They just got a new roller coaster, it's, and we're still patching together the roller coaster Boulevard, we had. Or yeah. whatever the one Excelsior Park. They're the hangers on in the King and Queen's Palace. You know, they don't. They're not living our lives. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Well, if I had any money left, if I had any money, you invest left, in that company. No, I'd go to EcoFund oh. and get gifts for children. How about staff? No. Oh, no. Because right now at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville, they're doing a hell of a Christmas sale. It's called the Mix and Match. You buy one item, you get the other item off 50%. Wow. Huh? Where do I sign huh? up for that? All electric bikes. This includes Mintelli, Scootstar, Yamaha, all uh, Tau, Motor Youth, ATVs. They got the kill switch so the kid doesn't have to run into the big boulder. Right. You know, they got the Mintelli scooters, all SYX Youth, dirt bikes. Uh, this is a really a great time to to provide the youths the youths with their summer recreational equipment. If you don't want summer, EcoFun has laid on great great inventory of winter recreational activity. Because with the right stuff, you can turn snow plowing into recreation. Yeah, it's fun. And they got it. The four by fours with the plows and the the whole deal. They get great service and they get. Great people and helmets and apparel. They got Vespa scooters are ten percent off. All right. Okay. That's that's, that's your cream de la creme of scooters. Uh-huh. Is Vespa? A guy might need a Vespa once before he, the pearly gates. Scooters are well. Fun. Uh, EcoFun Motorsports would be the place to go in Forest Lake. EcoFun Motorsports. That's EcoFunMotorsports.com. Great website. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, Highway 97, immediately west of 35, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member? Here's what you're missing. I went over to the U to sign up for college, couldn't find a parking spot. The hell with this. <laughs> 
Drove to St. Thomas, parked right on Summit, walked in, said, you got any spots left? And he said, yeah. Oh, I went to St. Thomas. Hell of a selection process. Yeah. Can we see some of your work? Kids oh, you today, will eventually. Kids today, they fly around the country. They go on these search missions. Right. Not me. It was all about me and where I could park. Parking spaces, yeah. I needed a parking He's spot. looking for an exit. I'm going to use that one the next time we have an appearance somewhere. Okay, you go ahead. Okay, Kenny. <laughs> go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Hey everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes, weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie, and they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals and get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve my favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Why doesn't this work? Not sure. You want me to hit one? Reality with a bite. The Joe Shuchere Show. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Thank you, Chris Corley, uh, with that beautiful voice you have. I want to tell you about Minnesota Masonic Charities, fellas. Freemasonry is the world's first and largest fraternal organization. It's a brotherhood of like-minded guys who genuinely care about each other and is based on the belief that everyone has a responsibility to help make the world a better place. That's pretty common sense, isn't it? Yeah. So through its culture of philanthropy, they make a profound difference for brothers, their families, their communities, and our future. This is for real. Freemasons find satisfaction in being part of a centuries-old fraternity whose traditions, core values are important for our society today and will endure for centuries to come. There's over 7,000 Masons in Minnesota and over 100 lodges throughout the state of Minnesota. You know who they are, don't you? Business owners, doctors, lawyers, teachers, GLers, parents, grandparents. You know, they're guided by faith and principles we all believe in working together to make a difference. I want you to learn more about the Freemasonry in Minnesota, and that can easily be found at mnfreemasons.org. Learn more. The secret's out. mnfreemasons.org. John, look up lymphedema. L-Y-M-P-H-E-D-E-M-A. Didn't you date her in high school, Kenny? Lymphedema. Funky, cold <laughs> lymphedema. That's what it was. Lymphedema is the buildup of fluid in soft body tissues when the lymph system is damaged or blocked. Lymph system, uh, network of lymph vessels, tissues, and organs that carry lymph throughout the body. It occurs when lymph is not able to flow. 
through the body. And, as and it look should. up venous ulcer, although I think I have a yeah. good idea what that might venous. be. Venous. Yeah, V-E-N-O-U-S, a venous ulcer. Have them drained. Get that pus out of there. Probably the veins they, on, a, you on your legs, right? They, you are correct. They're leg ulcers caused by problems with blood flow in your leg veins. Normally, when you get a cut or scrape, your body's healing process starts working to close the wound. In time, it heals, but ulcers may not heal without proper treatment. Which apparently tactile systems technology provides mm-hmm. or uh, claims to have come up with the remedy for lymphedema and chronic swelling and healing of venous ulcers. Now, uh, I I don't want to let the Tina Smith go because I'm fascinated by it. I think that the likes of Tina Smith get swept up and live in an environment that we've been calling the third rail. They they don't lead lives that are easily identifiable with ours. Mm. They're exposed to much more than we are. They have more opportunities than we do. They, they're on the inside on many things, and, and all of which is to be expected. That's what they do. But uh, the public should be entitled to know, for example, the activities of her committee on health and welfare, right? Yep. Uh, so, so that would take some, some homework. What has her committee been up to? And in the last two weeks... And we're probably barking up the wrong tree and will end up being nothing. But in the last two to three weeks, did her committee come up with something that inspired investors to run out and buy shares of tactile systems technology? For example, for example, uh, might, might treating lymphedema and chronic swelling and healing of venous ulcers, might that have something to do with uh, the after effects of COVID, for example? As, as COVID has played out uh, among, uh, in the population, are there new uh, medical remedies needed for what uh, we're discovering is the fallout of COVID. I, I'm making this up. I have no idea. Yeah, you can tell. Okay. So, but we, 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 we would need to come up with testimony, language, and written reports of what her committee has been up to uh, in order to discover if there's anything amiss here. Hmm. Now, who's going to do that? That's just, that was going to be yeah. my question. But is this you then, not advocating, but saying that there needs to be another extension of government no, to, to, not to monitor that? No, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. Does the, does the, do these committees, for example, publish their minutes? Do they, look it up, Rook. Well, I would think that they'd they have to if they're must. publicly traded. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the Senate committee publishing their minutes, not the stock Yeah, itself. but you were asking, I thought you were asking, because how did the stock increase its value so which much. is why I, I need I, to see the minutes of the health senate committee i do have an article uh coincidentally enough november 19 so that would be one day before it was purchased correct by right. her husband right from yahoo finance written by the editorial team at simply wallstreet.com all right based on tactile systems technology yeah. uh, the three months before uh, that date, November 19th, their shares had fallen drastically by 36%. Right. 
and they write a big long analysis and I'm certainly not a financial uh, expert by any means right <laughs> but basically it says it it should it would be a good investment if they don't screw up the way things are going but they're not sure because the way the company is run if they can do it correctly does that make sense no i also found something john on yahoo mm -hmm. finance but this one is dated uh, earlier than yours november 3rd uh -huh. and this one makes sense to me tactile systems technology recorded a strong price rise on investors optimism surrounding its impending fiscal third quarter 2023 financial results which is slated to release on november 6th three days after the piece i'm looking at was written uh, yep. so that could be it um, so but he, this if, is so far above my pay grade that i shouldn't exactly. i shouldn't be talking about this do, do guys who make trades and invest I'm assuming they read this stuff all the time and, yes. and know what's going on. Yes. Uh, I, I wouldn't have a clue, of course. Uh, and I guess, oh. yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kenny. Who's our buddy uh, who's always on CCO? He looks like Jesse. Um, what's his name? Pete Nigerian. Uh, Pete Nigerian. Nigerian. We should call yeah. Pete. We well, should call Pete. I was just going to ask, do you want me to ask Josh this question tomorrow when I interview him? Yes. Okay. Although Josh probably doesn't want to get into the business of... Politics. Well, the, the simple question of senator. would something like this be available information to the regular publicly trading uh, citizen? Well, I can answer that. If if you're that keen on medical stocks, for example, I'm sure there are many ways you can read up on tactile systems technology company. But what makes it even more interesting in terms of Tina Smith is is that it's a Minnesota company. And she's a Minnesota senator. I've never heard of it, but then in fairness, I'm not pursuing NASDAQ stocks, nor am I pursuing medical stocks, nor would I have had any reason to wonder about something called tactile systems technology. But Archie has invested in this sort of stock before, and we have to assume that he is, you know, he's there and he knows the information, and he probably knew that the fiscal third quarter financial results were going to be good. And he took a chance. And li listen to me defending Tina. Yeah, he took a chance. He took a chance and it worked out. But it still doesn't answer the bottom line. They shouldn't be doing this, period. Mm -hmm. It's it's not so much defending Tina. We're doing what we should do. I mean, there are many shows that would come on the air and immediately condemn her as a corrupt liar we don't know that she's a corrupt liar so we're willing to say we don't know and yeah. there is so much about this that that we would wish to understand and i'm my point of understanding would start with i would like to know the activities of her committee did her did the activities of her committee in the past month uh give rise to the increase in tactiles stock price was there something? Uh, what could that have been in her committee? And then you'd have to then you'd have to conclude that she gave Archie the elbow and the ribs and said, you know, our committee's really been doing some some work that would really uh, really improve the uh, prospects of tactile technology. You know, that Minnesota company we're aware of because uh, blah blah blah. Whatever. I see. I'm in over my head too. But 
I'm not in over my head to suggest <laughs> that we need to know the minutes of her committee. Right. Are you finding them any 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 well, luck, Rook? Uh, they have. Uh, I will say this: um, they have. They do have to do their hearings, but it doesn't specifically say minutes for their um, whatever meetings they have. We got a note from Mike who emails us often who says it takes literal, literally, there I said it, uh, months for these to become public, to transcribe and become public. Although they so. are encouraged to do so, Senate committees are not required to print their hearings, and many hearings are printed. But huh. hearings, it, that's different from a, a committee meeting, correct? A committee meeting, yeah. Back. Well, well let's, let's let's go back to square right. one. Right. This this should not have to be the concern of the American public. Thank they you. They should not be allowed to buy and sell stocks yeah. while holding office. Yeah. Period. It's that simple. If that was the law, this would never come up. This tactile systems technology stock has been really cruddy for it's the last two five years. Stock. It's been it's dived seventy four percent in the last five years. Evidently, they're doing something called reinvesting for growth and higher sales, which I have no idea what that means. Why don't you look them up? Where are they? Are they in the uh, Twin uh, Cities? Are they in Foley? Are they in St. Cloud? Uh, I don't know if that will tell us anything. But who are, who are again, you she's to? she's a Minnesota senator, and this is a Minnesota company, Tactile Plus, Systems Technology. Tactile Medical, 3701 a Boulevard. Okay. That's who we're looking for. What I love is this bipartisan push. Yeah, we should, uh, you know, we're going to get, yeah, <laughs> let's get rid of that, huh? Okay. Well, let's talk about it next week. Uh, yeah. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, wing, yeah wing. next no, week. Let's oh, no, circle back. I can't back. make it next week. Let's do it uh, next month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll circle back. God, what a bunch of frauds. The only solution is to pass that act preventing them from this. And even then, I'd bet you anything, they'll figure out a way to get around it. Yeah, eventually, yes. You know they will. I made some reference to a New York Times list. That'd be fun to get that list and see all of the senators and representatives from across the country. See just how it. many. You do? Oh, yeah. We got, got any the story, yeah. Bet any, you they're not investing in EVs. Any big names on that list, John? Oh, oh, tons of them. Yeah, there's uh, names I recognize right away. Richard Blumenthal, Roy Blunt, John Boozman, Mo Burks, uh, Richard yeah. Burr. Yeah, yeah. we got to uh, put a stop to this. Uh, these, are the names, these, these are the names of, of what? These are of who have a potential conflict. Their committee, they're on a committee that deals with companies Good and Lord. the stocks. Good yeah. Yeah. Senators and representatives. Uh, Gerald yep. Conley, James Comer, uh, Chris Coons. Angie Craig. Hmm. Angie. Is it a bipartisan yeah. list, John? Now, what, now I wonder what Angie's sides? been up to. Yeah, both sides. Well, Angie, she's fighting let's for see. Us. Uh, she reported transactions by one of her children, including trades of shares of Lyft and Ford in 2019, while a member of a House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> yeah, the pirate. Debbie Dingle. Tammy. Yeah, I mean, these uh -huh. are all names we all know. Yeah. Tammy Duckworth, Diane Feinstein. No longer there, of course. But how many are on so, this list? Because I have another ninety-seven. Option. Ninety-seven and, on the list. Well, does the average citizen buy and uh, trade stocks every day? No. No. Uh, well, no. It I seems mean, like that's almost part of their daily routine. Yeah. 
Well, the, but they all, like I said, they all in this article, they all blame blind trusts or. Remember, you know, Dayton had that going was. for him as governor. Uh, blind, every, yeah, blind, blind trust it, right? Remember yesterday during John's news, I asked an innocent question about why this lift thing was so important mm-hmm. to our local, uh, our our local um, what is city council and mayor, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Lyft Inc. is one of the most famous unicorns slated to go public in 2019. It's a publicly held company mm-hmm. with uh, its initial IPO was 70 and $72. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> now we need to look at our at our city council and see what their investments are. Well, those Marxists aren't buying stock, are they? Third yeah. rail, Joe. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. You can't assume anything with these people. And some of them are so obvious. Tom Massey sold fifty thousand dollars of Tesla stock while on the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. I, I mean, <laughs> what, come on! What did he see coming? <laughs> what the hell? We are such a joke what as American we? public. We are such saps. <laughs> <laughs> I got a text into a Nigerian. This nation, once dedicated to the proposition that all people are created equal, is now ruled by a government that is not of the people and not for the people because that notion has perished from this earth. And Sorry, they're not Abe. Equal. They're yeah. not equal. Sorry, Abe. It's over, buddy. I, I think we've solved the entire problem. The show's we, over, yeah, huh? It is. That's We're it. done, show's Joe. Done. <laughs> I'll meet you at the first tea box. <laughs> you We're damn done. You're good today. It's going to be in the 40s. Yeah, gorgeous. I wonder if any of those tracks will open up for the day, next couple of days. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. be a good day to have your garage door open. That's right. And, you know, you can open your garage door on a 45-degree day, can't you? I do. Yes. Uh, and my new garage door guy, of course, is a whole family, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities and Western Wisconsin. Now, they're growing, so business is great. They need people. They need... Uh, they need garage door technicians. They need garage door installers. They need help running the day-to-day operations as a warehouse inventory associate. Probably get a little badge. Yeah, right. How you doing? But the, the point is they do what they say they're going to do from everything from the rollers and springs to the way the door opens and closes, the seals at the bottom, new door if you need it. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They're available in the metro in western Wisconsin. They do fantastic, fantastic work. You got to get them in your telephone closet at 612-263-6985 or find Precision Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin at PrecisionDoorMN.com. Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. Uh, just recorded a new video today. So for those of you that are interested, check out my water drinking system online at my Twitter account today. But if you are in the market, here's what I suggest that you do. Give them a call today to have them come out for that free, free, free water analysis. How much? Free, Rook. 612 612- 
895-2440. That's their phone number. You can also visit their website, which is HoffermanWater.com. You go on that website and you can see every single system that they have to offer, whether it's a water softener, an iron rust and odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. They are going to make an amazing difference in the quality of your water, courtesy of Hoffman Water and Connecticut. 612-895-2440. HoffermanWater.com is the website. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please make sure you mention the Garage Logic podcast when you call them today. You top I'm down. just going to start playing. Do, 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 I give up. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I'm going to lay some truth on you right now. You're not going to find the world's best safe at the Warped 2x4 store while munching on a bag of Cheetos that you haven't even paid for yet. What a great Christmas gift this would be for your spouse. A Liberty safe for those valuables. And you won't find a Liberty at a fake lumberyard. Do yourself a favor. Click on over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a look at the Liberty brand of safes. They provide the best protection you can possibly get from calamity. And then stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe. He's at 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And by he, I mean Rich, the owner. You're going to walk out of there happy after you deal with Rich because you'll know you bought the best safe ever made, the Liberty Safe from Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, and that safe doesn't necessarily have to be for firearms. You don't have to be in that mindset. Liberty makes safes for all sizes, and Rich and his shop in Maple Grove We'll make sure you're in the right one. That's the best place in the Midwest to buy a safe. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Uh, who's on the line? Our- Mr. Pete Nigerian responded to my text, and look at we have him at uh, our own will. Here. We want to talk about Gopher football, Pete. Yeah, rah rah. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Hey, we're going to a bowl game. Yeah, big deal. <laughs> hey, Pete, you spend your what? life in the we investment world. I got a quick question. Yeah. Yes, sir. We have learned today that Senator Tina Smith, Minnesota senator, uh, or her husband, uh, just recently bought $250,000 of shares in something called Tactile Systems Technology, a Minnesota medical company. And that Tina works on the Senate Health Committee. And we were wondering, the coincidence seems uh, curious that... uh, and the gain was just 19%. The, yeah, the, you know, the, the gain was 40%, right? I would say that sounds like absolutely incredible timing. God, I wish we had that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let me read it to you, Pete, to get this straight. Uh, yes, sir. The spotlight on this issue intensified when U.S. Senators introduced the Banned Congressional Stock Trading Act, a proposed legislation which they haven't done yet. They haven't, they haven't done that. Uh, Congress, uh, on Monday, November 20, one U.S. senator made a particularly questionable trade, drawing significant public attention. On November 8, Senator Tina Smith invested $250,000 in shares of Tactile Systems Technology, a company that makes medical devices for treating lymphedema and chronic swelling and healing of venous ulcers. It's a small healthcare stock. It's based in Minnesota. Uh, Tina Smith sits on the Senate Committee on Health. Uh, what are we to think? 
Well, you know, uh, and this is not the first, this is not the only person who's done this. We've, we, you know, there, you guys probably know this all too well, but I mean, uh, Nancy Pelosi obviously is somebody that is constantly being monitored and, and has, has had some great timing again, I will say right. um, on some of the buys. I, you know, the easiest thing to say, say about that though, Joe, and it's great to talk to you by the way, but it, the easiest thing, the way I could describe it is this. How many times in the past, she's not a young lady, she's older, um, so I'd like to see in the past, what is the size of a general standard trade that they have ever done? That That's how I would sort of start if I were somebody looking into this whole thing. And saying, Very hey, good look. point. Very good point. Because it smells pretty bad already. But, um, you know, if somebody normally goes in and they buy, generally, let's say they buy 1,000 shares or right. 100 shares, who cares what the number is? But if suddenly there's this 250,000, I mean, that, that, uh, that's definitely something that I think would be on the radar to take a question and say, hey, uh, what happened and why were you so confident here where your confidence in, in the last 30 years is nothing close to this? So I think that's, that's, that would be my approach because it doesn't smell good. You guys know it. I mean, it doesn't look good. And it's, it's, it's something that we have seen time and time again. Um, at the highest levels in government where, you know, they, they've got access to to a lot of storylines that none of us know, and they actually have oftentimes control over um, what's really going on, so or at least knowledge of it. And and that, to me, doesn't seem right. But it's been, it has been going on for a long time, uh, whether it's the Senate or wherever you want to look. And I'll bet you, Pete, that if we got her on the phone and grilled her about it, she'd have a brilliant answer that we wouldn't even be able to understand. <laughs> Well, that might be pretty interesting, though. Uh, I don't know that she's going to come on if you guys call. <laughs> I don't think so. Not as quick as you, anyway. <laughs> I'm always here for you guys, man. You guys are still my all-time favorite Minnesota radio. You You've really never are. met a radio show you didn't like, right, Pete? Come on, be honest. I miss seeing you guys at the fair, though. I mean, you know, that was always one of my favorite things, walking around the state fair. I was there. Eight times this past year, because you guys know I love the fair. I got news for you, Pete. We were there every day. I didn't see you guys there. Well, your timing was off. It's because you didn't come into the 90-minute window that we happened to yeah, be right. there. You guys were there for 10 minutes. <laughs> well, plus, we get dropped off by a limo right in front of the building. Hey, Pete, can oh, you? Yeah. I want you to translate a paragraph for me, because I can read the words. I don't know what they mean. This is from Yahoo Finance, November 3rd. Tactile okay. Systems Technology recorded a strong price rise on investor on investor optimism surrounding its impending f- fiscal third quarter 2023 financial results, which is slated to release on November 6th. What does that mean? Oh gosh, that's 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 an interesting one. They're they're giving you, and this happens a lot with uh, with with companies, though. You know, if you're days ahead, they're looking forward to okay. Whether it, I'll get, I'll make it even easier if you just pull out something like Google, and and the the optimism is is high for the right reasons. People are are doing things that are expected to be something that could be maybe a record levels or extremely high levels or whatever that might be. Yeah. And in this particular case, they're just they're just giving you the setup for it. So I, there's there's nothing wrong with that. They're just setting it up in terms of okay, this is this is what it looks like. You know, a couple of days before the actual release. And, and then, would of course. Oh, go ahead. Would that be enough for Archie, her husband, who's supposedly in the know, to say, you know what, I'm going to throw some money at this? Is that <laughs> enough to invest? Um, that know, optimism. 
for some people, I guess the optimism would be there for sure, based upon some of that. But um, again, I would just go back to, you know, we all have the same tactics, whatever they are, whether they're good or bad. I don't think you guys would be a great example of this, wouldn't you? I mean, if you guys, whether it's on a bet or an investment, you, you most likely would do the same, about the same numbers that you normally would do. And even if you went crazy, it probably wouldn't be that far off of the numbers that uh, that you actually went in if you were that confident about something happening. So yeah. uh, that number that you gave me about what they bought in this particular name, <laughs> tactile systems technology, um, I I just uh, I would be shocked if if the size was anything close to that on any trade ever before. I love that view, and I, I don't know how we would. I don't know how oh. we would demonstrate that, but that's a great point. Yeah, mm-hmm. two hundred fifty well, grand's a lot of money. Seems like it, it. Yeah, that that seems like a pretty good size trade for for anybody. You know, I mean, let's be honest; those are, those are good size trades, and you know, it's it's a matter of. Um, it wouldn't be that hard, though, guys, to just go back and say, "Well, what? What generally is this person normally trading a thousand dollars? You know, five thousand dollars, and this is a that's an extreme number for for any of us, I right, think. Right. Um, so, unless so, you're, you know, Warren Buffett or you know, <laughs> formerly Pete Jerrion. Pete, yeah. would that <laughs> would that investment alone spur others to purchase, thus driving up the price? Mm, would, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'd read through it that way. First of all, um, no. Uh, they're, they're, in on on a, a standard day, for instance, in this particular name, I'm taking a look at it right now. They average, uh, call it 500,000 shares a day tra- trade in this stock. So is that heavy? No, not really. But um, 250 thousand dollars worth of stock is is not something that uh, would really truly stand out that much for for this. Okay. Stock. All right. But it might stand out for them as. It- given their individual history of stock right. purchases. I get it. Right. All right. Yep. Yep. Individually. Yes. Sir, I appreciate your time and thank you. You guys are the best. I always, uh, anytime man, you guys can call and I'm ready for you. I, I, matter of fact, I keep trying to, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I got, uh, I got a little bit excited because I had a couple of people knocking on my door about, uh, being in the C-suite of, of the NFL, and um, I, I'm still excited about that possibility someday, maybe in the future. So, if mm-hmm. I ever get out of finance, uh, you might see me sit, sitting there one of these days. Who knows? All right, oh, Pete, thank fun. you. Let's go. All right, guys, have thank a great you. one, man. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. Oh shoot, we should have asked him about fiat stock. I Forgot didn't have the heart. Oh. I know what I thought about it, and I didn't have the heart. <laughs> fiat stock. Yeah. That's a great question, though, isn't it? Wouldn't you love to know if Archie routinely is laying down a quarter mil when he buys a stock? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. This news brought to you by North American Banking Company. A bit of an odd sight on County Road 81 in Brooklyn Park yesterday. Small plane landing on the roadway. Uh, Now, a car was hit by the plane, but injuries were minor in this whole incident. This all happened around 1030 in the morning. Emergency crews called, arrived at the scene after the pilot heading toward Crystal Airport radioed that his aircraft was having a mechanical failure. 
Brooklyn Park Police Inspector Elliot Faust said lost power, radioed an emergency, had uh, had planned on landing on County Road 81. Authorities say it was all happening so fast there was no time to clear that roadway, which uh, is usually busy during the daytime. The pilot, flying parallel to the southbound lanes, hit several overhead power lines and landed on the roadway before it collided with a Kia. Now, okay. Kenny, do you think that you're the traffic man? Is there is there any camera on this? Is there any tape on this? Because I saw that green car and I was picturing that green car driving, seeing a plane there, going, well, I think I think they're gonna miss me. They're they're not gonna really hit me, are they? They just keep going. And, forward. and the car the car was not damaged significantly. Right. No. And the, the, pilot was, the pilot was twenty three years old and he must have done a hell of a job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what Brooklyn Park Fire Chief Sean Conway said. The uh, pilot was treated at the scene and that the Kia's driver, a thirty two year old man transported with minor injuries, authorities complimenting the pilot saying they're grateful there weren't more serious injuries. A Global Air and Aviation website says the Piper plane involved in the crash can reach speeds of 151 miles an hour, normally needs about 600 feet to land safely. The impact of the crash snapped off at least one landing gear and the plane's left wing ended up resting on the back of the Kia. The NTSB and the Federal Aviation Administration are investigating the cause of the crash. Minnesota's Office of the Secretary of State does a good job at overseeing several state programs, but legislative... Well, we don't know that. Yeah. Well, legislative... Well, that's Uh, what the uh, report said. That's what the report said, but legislative office says it could do better. The audit said the office needs to improve its oversight of grants to comply with state law, a newly released report says. The Office of the Legislative Auditor conducted a performance audit of Secretary of State Steve Simon's office from January 2020 through December 2022, something they do with several state programs and organizations every year to make sure they're not misusing public resources or failing to follow state laws. Simon's office, according to the report, fared well but wasn't perfect. OLA's report, which was released Tuesday noted the office is required by state law to be able to verify that the grant money it distributes is being used properly. Oh. Uh, properly, I'm sorry. The Secretary of State's office aims to do that by requiring guarantee, uh, grantees to submit financial reports and include invoices or receipts for reported expenses. The report says they could do better at that part of the process. Mayo Clinic, about to embark on its biggest and most ambitious expansion of its Rochester campus in its 160-year history and its latest effort to transform patient care. Mayo previously announced a multi-year plan to invest in downtown Rochester, including adding onto the current campus as well as building new and remodeled spaces. Yesterday, Mayo leaders said it's $5 billion, that's with a B, dollar investment as part of its bold, forward, unbound in Rochester campaign isn't just about new buildings. They say it's about what they call an entirely different way of thinking, how we use space and understand space in healthcare so that they can adapt to changing needs of patients and staff. The project will add five new buildings and about two and a half million square feet to the flagship campus. Separate improvements are already underway at other facilities from Florida to Arizona. Mayo says the new campus 
Services will revolutionize both inpatient and outpatient care. Mayo plans to finance the expansion through a combination of financing based on operating margins, investments, new borrowing, and contributions, according to documents released at the announcement. The state of Minnesota is financing millions of dollars worth of infrastructure projects in Rochester that will help Mayo as part of the Destination Medical Center program passed by the legislature in 2018. Uh, why don't we take a short break here and talk to the Rookster. Thanks, Johnny Hyde. I've got a couple of people emailing me about what is this sound story thing? What is this talk to me thing? And it is. It's mysoundstory.com. That's the website. It's a professionally produced hour-long conversation in which you or one of your loved ones is interviewed. We got a whole... Um, I'm one of the interviewees. I'll just tell you that right in front and center. It's a conversation that includes all sorts of stuff that, you know, your loved ones have gone over through over the years. Maybe it's a first date, first movie favorite song, whatever the case may be. With Sound Story, you or your loved one's voices and stories are saved for your family forever. And right now, if you're trying to think of a unique gift, well, do that right now. Go to mysoundstory.com, enter promo code FLASHLIGHT to get this holiday special of 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story. That's promo code FLASHLIGHT at mysoundstory.com. It's a really neat deal, and of course, you can picture yourself, generation after generation, gets to know what their grandparents are like. All that kind of stuff. It's a wonderful deal, but... You have to do this. You can get packages starting at just $399 at mysoundstory.com. Now through Friday, enter the promo code flashlight and get 10% off that Sound Story gift certificate. Sound Story, for you, for them, forever. The Canopy Group is a unique insurance agency that offers 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this season was fruitcake? That would be like having one agent representing one company. Meanwhile, a neighbor of yours creates a dessert exchange with friends and family, and they make a variety of desserts. Peanut brittle, fudge, gingerbread, all that stuff. At the Canopy Group, we get that it is all about options. That's why our insurance agency offers 16 companies. In addition, we have 40 licensed elves working behind the scenes to assure that you always have the best coverage at the best price. Remember, our clients average a saving of over $800 per year. This holiday season, don't get stuck with just the fruitcake. Get options. Call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, or visit thecanopygroup.com today. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Uh, so you like a little adventure in your life, do you? And uh, when you travel, you seek out adventure. Sometimes the adventure is getting there. That means you're probably going to be a fan of adventure motorcycle riding. If you aren't already, Moon Motorsports up in Monticello, that's the headquarters for adventure motorcycle riders. It's a superstore with more brands of adventure and touring motorcycles than any other dealership in the Midwest. They've got bikes in all sizes for all levels of riders. Right now, they have manufacturer cash and rebates for many of your favorite models, like the KTM 390 Adventure the KTM 1290 Super Adventure S or that BMW 1250 GS Adventure. That's a hell of a machine. And the uh, Triumph Tiger, the 1200 GT, amazing motorcycle. And you can save 500 to 2500 right now. 
You're also going to get some side deals. No payments for 90 days, free for service, free storage, or, or free delivery. Get on to moonmotorsports.com, the website, to check out the bikes and the deals. Then stop in there and see them for yourself. They're right there on, in uh, Monticello on the south side of 94. Moon Motorsports here. Now, we're talking KTM, BMW, Husqvarna, Triumph, Yamaha, Ducati, and Honda. The Adventure Superstore, moonmotorsports.com. In other news from the Mideast, negotiators from at least five countries working toward an agreement to extend the ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. Well, Hamas announced Wednesday three militant held Israeli hostages have died. Hamas leaders were willing to extend the truce for four days, release more Israeli hostages in exchange for Palestinian security prisoners. Officials in Qatar, Egypt, and the U.S. have been working with Hamas and Israeli leaders on a temporary extension with an eye toward ending the war. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, however, uh, however has said the fighting will ultimately continue until Hamas has, in his words, been crushed. From the Wall Street Journal, America's mental health crisis drove suicides to a record high number last year in the U.S. Nearly 50,000 people in the U.S. lost their lives to suicide in 2022. The National Center for Health Stats says the agency says the final count would likely be higher. The suicide rate of 14.3 deaths per 100,000 people reached its highest, uh, highest level since 1941. The record reflecting broad struggles to help people in mental distress following the pandemic. And uh, men 75 and older had the highest suicide rate last year at nearly 44 per 100,000 people. Back to Republic- the uh, back to the, uh-huh. the war. We we have some protesters. I don't know if you guys know this around the country uh, in support of Palestine. And one of them, we, we've seen this routinely at both Harvard and I think this one was in Columbia, basically showcasing students' pictures like, "Hey, pro Palestine here," and, and p- students are reacting by their own demonstration in which. They're duct taping with the duct tape mm, on the wrong side. Failure. Trying to hold oh, it on the video board. Oh. Failure. So yeah. we're talking about the dumbest of the dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, financial is, I didn't realize we were going to do a financial show today, but apparently we are. Uh, Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, has sold his majority stake in the team to billionaire Miriam Adelson. The deal is valued at about $3.5 billion. It'll wow. see Adelson. Yeah, Adelson will become the controlling owner of the Mavs, while Cuban still retains a minority stake and continues to oversee the team's basketball operations. Adelson is the widow of casino magnate Sheldon Adelson, the fourth richest woman in the world with a net worth estimated at $32 billion. Cuban, prominent entrepreneur and investor, bought the Mavs, uh, how's this for making a profit, in 2000 for $285 million. So uh, he's going from two eighty-five million to three and a half billion. Is he clearing the decks for a presidential run? I don't know. He says he's uh, quitting his TV show too, yep. the uh, Sharks uh, show. So, uh, Shark Tank. If you're wondering, uh, he's worth six point two billion, or was anyway before all this happened. So uh, we'll see what uh, what he's worth after all of this. Wow. Shrugging off higher interest rates, America's consumers spent enough to help drive the economy to a brisk 5.2% annual pace from July through September, the government reported this morning. The government had previously estimated the economy grew at 4.9% annual rate last quarter. In the current fourth quarter, though, economists say growth is likely slowing, mostly from the cumulative effects of higher borrowing rates on consumer and business spending. Uh, Today's second estimate of growth for the July-September quarter confirmed the economy sharply accelerated from its 2.1% rate from April through June. 
And in our last bit of financial news, Warren Buffett's closest friend and consigliere for six decades, Charlie Munger, the billionaire vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, died yesterday at the age of 99 in a California hospital. A news release from Berkshire confirmed his death in public, especially in front of the tens of thousands of attendees at Berkshire's annual meetings. Munger deferred to Buffett normally, letting the company's chairman hog the microphone and the limelight. Munger routinely cracked up crowds by croaking after Buffett would talk, I have nothing to add. When they began, Buffett was very keen on buying anything, Mm -hmm. even poorly performing companies. And Charlie would always say, let's buy companies that actually work and make money. And he converted converted, uh, Buffett to that way of thinking. And uh, he sounds to me like he might have been a delightful old chap. They were both from Omaha. Yep. And Munger was an attorney by trade, and then he became uh, Warren's buddy. Do we have to use the term consigliere, though? You know, I was thinking the same thing, I'm uncomfortable. It sounds disrespectful. Yeah, it's like Robert Duvall doing, you know, bad things. Uh, Charlie was, uh, (laughs) the Wall Street Journal used that term, too. Yeah. yeah, well, that's uh, this was a I Wall saw that yeah. story, yeah. That and I, I yeah. thought, well, he's he's not he's not mobbed up. Well, I don't know. consigliere is just Italian for counsel. Yeah, but we don't know that. that. We're dumb. Yeah, and we think it's yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. we're you know, I, my favorite frame of reference is The Godfather. Me too. So I, yeah. Cut me I some can't slack. Help, can't help it. You guys are dumb. What was he worth? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, Charlie was a billionaire himself. Couple bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that was pretty sound advice, though. Yeah. Buy stuff that makes money. Yeah. But, but Buffett was buying stuff that, that didn't. didn't. Just right. figured Plus, he could turn it into. That's right. You know. I did see part of the story also that said Buffett was not big on technology, whereas Munger said, no, 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 you got to get in on this computer yep. stuff and yep. everything. And that's why Buffett started buying all that. Well, and, uh, isn't that what, money. that's what happened to the Pioneer Press, right? You <laughs> buy something that's losing money wow. and you... Fire a whole bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, maybe you can break even and then dump it. Yeah, yeah. at maybe a loss. The, and then there's some kind of building. Charlie some said that they should buy. Charlie <laughs> Munger said they should buy C's candy. I think it's S E E S. It's chocolates, isn't it? C's. I think so. And uh, that turned into a blockbuster for him. Did he turn it? Change the name to Scene. <laughs> That made, no, that ain't the candy bars he's talking about. No, not the ones I seen either. I ain't seen them. Jesus, Christ. <laughs> honest to God, I, I, I Joe, I, I just can't take it. Damn I, good you, line. You doing okay there, flopping no, around I, in the boat? I, I, I think that this is. <laughs> Maybe I should throw you back. You don't seem like a keeper. <laughs> John, can I conclude your news? You can do. Uh, it's your show, Joe. We, we, you're the host. Do whatever you. Well, like. listen to this. Uh, uh-huh. You boys remember that Grizzly, This I don't like that word, but it's really apropos here. The Grizzly photo of the guy shoved under light rail this summer. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes. All we saw yeah. were his feet yep. sticking up like the yes. witch under yes. the uh, house. Haunting photos. They spent a long time cutting. Didn't we have somebody they, they, on to talk about They took him out that? intact. Yeah. yeah. We had a police officer or a first responder, I think. Or it was an email or something like that, yeah. I think the guy was moved with great respect. I agree completely. Yeah. 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 This is a piece by uh, David Zimmer at our friends at the American Experiment. In June, I, meaning the author David, I highlighted our criminal justice system's apparent apathy in connecting the dots and incapacitating a man responsible 
for the gruesome death of a man crushed by a train on a downtown Minneapolis light rail platform. Unfortunately, rather than seeing improvement as I've checked up on the status of this case, I've only found further dysfunction. The aggressor in the light rail train death, Daquan Rogers, remains on the streets. Despite a June 22 conviction in Hennepin County District Court for fourth-degree assault of a police officer. In that case, the judge sentenced Rogers to two years in prison, but stayed the sentence in exchange for time served in jail if Rogers followed 13 conditions of release. Those conditions included the mandate that Rogers remained law-abiding and followed instructions from his probation officer through June of 2024. Not only has Rogers not remained law-abiding, but the Hennepin County District Court also failed to revoke his conditional release and send him to prison or even to the Hennepin County Workhouse. A review of jail bookings and court records since his 2022 conviction indicates no fewer than eight arrests for brawling, drugs, fleeing police, etc. Rogers was also charged in May 2023 in Hennepin County with live charges with five charges, including disorderly conduct, theft, fleeing police, providing a false name, and possession of drug paraphernalia. In that case, Rogers has racked up no fewer than three warrants for failing to reappear in court. Sadly, the court continues to just release Rogers each time he is brought back to court and continues to issue sign-and-release warrants when he fails to reappear. In late May 2023, as noted above, Rogers was again brawling on a light rail platform in downtown Minneapolis when he punched another man. That man man fell backwards as a light rail train was coming into the station. The man was fatally crushed by the train. Instead of attempting to help the man, Rogers fled. Minneapolis police arrested Rogers later that day for probable cause murder and sent the case to the Hennepin County Attorney's Office for charging. The Hennepin County attorney deferred a charging decision, citing the need for further investigation. Rogers was released with no charges. I've since learned from a person with knowledge of the case that the Hennepin County attorney has now formally declined to charge Rogers, citing the victim's elevated blood alcohol concentration. Wow, you don't get to excuse it for so that. So because the guy was drunk, they're gonna, oh, that's the excuse this time. As noticed in my original report on Rogers, the criminal justice system has utterly failed to connect the dots with this cases. Judge after judge, judge deal with him and seemingly have no information about his failures to appear or his continued criminal behavior. Probation officers have failed to hold Rogers accountable. Prosecutors have failed to charge Rogers or demand actual arrest warrants when he has failed to appear in court. No one has revoked his conditions for release or held him accountable for remaining unlawful. The lack of coordination has failed to provide the public safety and sense of justice we all rightly expect. Sadly, it's just one of thousands of similar cases, and we deserve better. It truly is amazing. He's out among us. He's volatile, he's unpredictable, he's dangerous, and he's he's apparently never going to be charged with killing this guy on the light rail platform. Criminals are in high clover right now, Joe. This is their time to shine. Man alive. That's just amazing. Might we take a timeout and come back? 
We sure can, but uh, I want to welcome back an old friend to Garage Logic. Who's That's that, rookie? Zero Res. Nice. Zero Res started on Garage Logic. I remember I've used Zero Res and I highly recommend them. But I just want to tell you, those people at Zero Res are fantastic. Have you Googled them ever? Uh, because if you do, you're going to find that they have a 4.9 rating on Google with over 17,000 reviews. The Zero Res, gotta love it, guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Yes, Zero Res stands behind every single cleaning. Go ahead and get clean, but don't miss this deal that I'm about to tell you. I have used Zero Res, and I can tell you they do a fantastic job. They did the uh, couch. They did the carpets. They can do the air ducts. They do everything, but you have to call them. Get in touch with Zero Res for the Rookie GL Special. Three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just 129 bucks. And don't forget Dirt and Dander's favorite hiding place, your air ducts. This month, take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. Call Zero Res right now, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Rookie and the Garage Logic Special. Remember, you got to say my name or GL to get this month's deal. Welcome back, Zero Res. Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Once again, I want to mention my friends at North American Banking Company. Here's why they're my bank, why I made the switch. They take the time to get to know me. Every time I go in, they greet me by my first name, and they're always ready to help me. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see North American Banking Company at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and they've got their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And that's big because that means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every single day, but you, Joe, you will never be one of them. So Check them out online today, nabankco.com to learn more. That's nabankco.com. That's their website. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Yesterday, however briefly, we were mentioning uh, clothesline poles and how well they're established in the ground, tough to get out. Mm -hmm. And Kenny needed a tractor. And I said... I love the smell of clothing hung on clotheslines. Yes. All right. Now, did we do that on the air, or was that just for the council only? No, I was on the air. Yeah, I was on the air. Yeah. Okay, I got a brief, brief email from Heidi, and then I have a question to ask you. It's from Heidi. Mm-hmm. Because it's not smell radio. Right. Thanks, Chicago. I hang out clothes from March through October. You can come over and smell them anytime. Oh. Oh. Just like Sleepy Joe. And I'm thinking, is that a you can leave that running, baby? Oh, you can leave that running, baby. Hmm. Is that a... Yeah, that's pretty... Um, that's but that kind of teeters on Hannibal Lecter. No, yeah, right I, just, the basement, I think it's delightful. Chloroform. Okay. You know, Heidi's saying, look, right, hey, no. you can come over. You can come over and smell my clothes. Okay, replace the word Heidi with Ingie. 
<laughs> then it doesn't make the air. Right? Is or, that an anagram? Or, Wait a minute. What, what, if, what if yesterday, because I do hang clothes, and I told you I had a clothes on from March to October, what if I'd have sent it on the air to you? I would what have ignored it, but this is hiding. Oh, I see. see I have a different interpretation. I think it's a you can leave it running, baby. I think what Heidi was saying to you is oh, that... This ought to be good. Uh, the kids are long gone. Oh, God. My <laughs> husband works from 5 a.m. until about 8 p.m. every day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you could make it around, wouldn't you get off a uh, one-third? Get here at 2 and uh, leave maybe around 5.36. We could have some fun. I don't think that's it at all. Smelling That's a long laundry. time. 2 to 5.30. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't take that long. <laughs> no, I just think it was very nice of her to yes. have that. Note. And I, I just love the way it was phrased. You can come over and smell them anytime. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of work for something that all, all you'd have to do is take it out of the washer, put it into the dryer right there. Yeah, but you won't dryer. get that. You'll never get that smell. Right. There's, there's no wear and tear on your clothes. You're Throw a dryer the environment, sheet climate. No, they, they come out stiff, don't they? Don't they get no, kind of stiff no. in the wind? Not at no. all. We ain't going to smell soft. it with this wind. No, no. no. you're going to get a nice. soft and they smell great. Oh, you get the outdoors. <laughs> I yeah. love the outdoors. Here, it's really great if there's these. a south wind blowing. You get the stockyard smell. You know. Yep. Ooh, Bring it up. Oh, South St. Paul. It's Remember right. those days? Yeah. Oh, I miss those days. And you can smell South St. Paul at White Bear Lake. And about when I was a kid. once a week, something would get loose and go running down Concord. Oh, yeah. They'd have to, end up in a bar, a Croatian bar. <laughs> yeah. The crow. Yeah. It's the yeah. from the crow. Only because they come to us all the way from... San Jose, Ecuador, from the Limans, the traveling Limans. It's on this day. Joe, today is November 29th. In 1816, Henry M. Rice was born in Waitsfield, Vermont. At 23, he became a sutler at Fort Snelling. S-U-T-L-E-R. What's a sutler? What's a sutler? Let's stop right there. What's a sutler? I bet it's a settler. S-U-T-L-E-R. No, no, it's... A person who follows an army and sells provisions to soldiers. There you go. He was oh. a sutler. It's like a convenience, the first That's convenience right. store. Yeah. That's cons- right. Chuck Wagons well, are here. If I had read it, if I had not paused, I would have had my own answer. You're holding up the line there. You need uh, some glasses? Running a concessionary store that sold sundry items to soldiers. Uh, oh. Rice later entered the political arena, encouraging Congress to define the state's boundaries and serving as one of Minnesota's first two senators. He died in in 1894. On this day... You settlers need a settler? Shut up. (laughs) up. Be quiet. On this day in 1884, Anna Ramsey died. Admired as Governor Alexander Ramsey's help meet, she led efforts to create homeless shelters (laughs) and support other charities. That's a typo. So just think, back in 1884, we had the homeless. Wow. Did we have the government stepping in to help correct that problem? Well, Anna Ramsey did. Yeah. She was the wife of the governor, or more accurately, his help meet. Mm. Oh, I looked that E-A-T. one up, too. Mm. That's a we gig. closed. A we helpful help companion or I, partner, especially I a, husband. I, I knew what it meant, John. It, it was, it's a perfectly uh, accurate use of the word. Okay. Unlike you illiterate rubes who know, don't know a thing. All I know is you're calling your wife meat. 
Hey, meat, where's my tater tot hot dish? Come on, let's go. (laughs) On this day, 1129, in the year 2000, pioneering journalist Marvel Jackson Cook died in New York. Born in Mankato in 1903, Cook moved to Harlem in 1926 and worked for the NAACP's Crisis Magazine, the Amsterdam News, and the People's Voice. In 1950, she joined the staff of the New York Daily Compass and was the first African-American woman to work full-time for a major white-owned American newspaper. So let me get this straight. Check it out. It, be, it's, it, it made this day in history merely because this woman was born in Mankato. There's yeah. nothing in this bit about her doing any of her work in Minnesota. She's See from you. here. She's from here. Right. Well, we're notorious for that. We claim everybody. Yeah. If they stop at the airport, they're one of us. Yep. Yeah. I've seen them. <laughs> yeah, you've seen them all the time. No, them ain't the same ones, but I've seen them. That guy with the wide stance in the stall at the bathroom at the airport a few years ago. Yeah. He's one of ours. He's yeah. one of ours. We call him Spider-Man. Craig? Wasn't Craig? I can't Senator remember the Craig. senator's name. Senator Craig. Yeah. I don't know his name. I don't recall. Is that commonplace these days, Rook? You get a lot of oh, all the time. security calls all the time. I know exactly stance. which stalls to go to. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Gil, what else you got there in no, the No, we don't pack. have any Gil voice. We don't need that. We got three in the crapper already. It, it's, it's just a dreadful voice. She's full. There's no room at the end here. Check our rivals. Check out I don't YouTube. have time for a meeting today. We wrap this oh, up. No, let's do this. Check out YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube. What good have the meetings done? Yeah, they really That's are. Just point. a waste of time. And we're wasting yours. Yes, please. <laughs> the waste of your time is what it is. Uh, go to garagelogic.com. Sign up for the town council for $10 a month, $100 a year. It's a pretty darn good bargain. And you'll get pre and post show. Also, you'll be listening to us. Um, invading our privacy while we're trying to talk during the breaks. But that's just the price you pay. It's okay. We're, we, we allow that. The Garage Logic Town Council found at garagelogic.com where all of that Garage Logic garb is for sale as well.